the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Good day. Welcome in. Let's get you a little more ready for retirement. Let's do what we can to focus on the right things and to cut down on the mistakes. Big event coming up December 7th to do exactly that at 6.30 p.m. It's a webinar. It's the last event of the year. It is free. It's ideal for people with $500,000 or more because it's the seven steps for retirement readiness. If you don't have $500,000, you're not ready for retirement. You need to continue to work. Um, you can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com or chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. Uh, let's talk about the seven steps for readiness, retirement readiness. I always flip those words for some reason. Uh, bring in CFP Chad Burton. We're going to talk about the seven tests, including things along the lines of gifting, uh, RMDs, capital gains taxes, social security, and much, much more. Chad, you're a CFP at epwealth.com. People can find you at Rob Black, uh, chadburton.com, chadburton.com. And they can even set up a time to meet with you at chadburton.com. Who should consider the seven steps to retirement readiness, Chad? Yeah, I think it's if you think you're 10 years or less from retirement, that's when that there's a couple of things that have to happen. You have to really get prepared because you're just 10 short years away from going from a point where you're funding your retirement accounts every two weeks with your paycheck to I'm going to walk in. I'm going to resign from my position. I'm going to end my W-2 wages. I'm going to end my paycheck. And I've got to live off of these assets for the next 35 years. Um, so that 10-year period is is you really have to start detailing your expenses. You have to start transitioning your portfolio slightly because the stock market takes great care of you over time, right? It Look over the last 50 years, I say this all the time, it's averaged really over 11%. Um, even with the negative years like COVID, like um, you know the, the Great Recession, even with those negative years, it's still average. The average annual return has been over 11% with dividends reinvested. But as you go into retirement, you don't want all equities, especially when you look at the S&P 500 now, it's very concentrated. 28% of the return is in about seven stocks. And so you have to become more diversified because the idea when you're managing wealth is you keep up with the market, the good years, and try to outperform in the bad. Because when you're drawing on your portfolio, the math and timing your withdrawals is very important, right? When you're accumulating wealth, timing the market doesn't matter at all. You're always buying, always reinvesting those dividends, and you'll be in great shape. But if the market drops and you're having to pull money out at a bad time, you have less shares in the account to recover, so it's not about all in or all out in terms of the market. It's just about timing your withdrawal. So it's it's a transition that you really want to start 10 years prior to retirement. I guess the other one too, Rob, is uh, if you're already in retirement or you're getting advice and the, the advice that you get is they're just charging you to manage your money in a pie chart kind of a situation. Okay. And you're not getting tax 
planning, tax projections, estate planning, um, all of the stuff that we're going to talk about. You can't log in somewhere and see your potential taxes when you're 75 years old and you have to take required minimum distributions. That's when you probably know you should also kind of come to get a second opinion in terms of what retirement planning is all about. Pretty complex software and projections, and it's pretty complex to tie all those things together. So I'm with you on that. Um, I used to be a do-it-yourselfer, create wealth kind of guy. And as I'm that 10 years away, I'm I'm not panicked. I'm comforted. I'm reassured. Um, anything else that we want to hit on this topic here before we move on to the next question? Well, no, it, it, it retirement, it's interesting because it is more complicated than it has ever been before. I agree. But there's also some, some major advantages with the tax act that was passed in 2017 and what you can do now. But then there's also the affordable care act, right? The affordable care act. If you retire early, that means before age 65, when you're on, when you go on Medicare yep. before that age, if you're doing anything with, with uh, covered California and buying your health insurance, there's also some tax planning around premium tax credits where you can actually have a lot of assets, but on paper, if you're taxable, your modified adjusted gross income is low because you're living off cash and other things like that. You can actually get thousands of dollars of credit towards your health insurance before you're 65. And then it's a matter of anything you do out of a retirement account can affect how much taxes you pay on your capital gains and your dividends. It's, it's kind of this push pull situation with the different tax brackets. So it, it is very complicated now but a lot of opportunities. It's good to know. It's interesting that you brought up the affordable care act because that's only in the last 15 years, essentially. And before that, did you basically tell people you have to continue to work until you get Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal um, in large part, because it was too tough to self-insure or was too expensive to self-insure. Um, well, so typically, you know, people, when they retire, they go on Cobra for a little while and then they would switch to their own insurance. And so if you're before 65, you have to buy your own insurance. Most companies don't really have a retirement insurance plan anymore. Um, so you you would just go shop your health insurance to anyone you want. Well, now it's not really an option because a lot of in, insurers pulled individual plans out of most states. And so you have to go through the covered California and California, for example, it's the exchange. Um, and so it's not like it's helped, you know, I don't think it's any cheaper for people to buy their own health insurance from the early day to retirement to age 65. You are stuck with these certain plans, but there are some tax benefits from it um, potentially. So it's, and that's a small group, Rob. I mean, it's not a lot of people that can afford to retire before 65. I think the majority of people are spending way more than they're, you know, saving and set up to have as income in retirement. It's a little bit of an epidemic in America. Well, it's a lot. It's a big problem, actually. <laughs> I like how you upgraded it from a little bit to a little bit. To <laughs> yeah, epidemic. I just played it way down. Yeah. You were like Trump there. Oh, COVID will be gone in a week. Oh, everyone stay in for a year. <laughs> well, yesterday I was talking to a client. He said, I just sent a bunch of friends a link to sign up for the event because you know, he just recently went into semi-retirement. So he's spending a lot more time volunteering and playing golf. Yeah. And he's like, I, when I talk to friends about this stuff, they're like, so underprepared. I, he's afraid that he's going to, once they retire, they're not going to have enough money to do the same things as he is. And so he wants to make sure that they're prepared because he's really concerned that they're not. 
Okay. Um, well, this is a good time for me to plug the event that's coming up. We have more questions coming up on advice that you get in retirement, as well as what you should be focusing on right here, right now, as you move towards retirement. Um, the big event is coming up Thursday evening. Not yeah. Wow. The next Thursday. That slipped up on me a little quickly. 6.30, you can sign up. If you do sign up, you get access to the replay. If you don't sign up, you don't get access to the replay. You can sign up at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. And um, while you're there, uh, take a look at his website. There's a lot of good, useful tools for you to use. Um, download some apps, not some apps, but some uh, documents. We're going to be talking taxes, tax-efficient distributions, investing, long-term care, savings, health, and wellness, and much, much more. You can sign up at chadburton.com. It's December 7th, 630 to about 730, 745, seven steps for retirement, right in a sign up at chadburton.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, December 7th for a live webinar you can watch from home. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to better gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness Webinar, Thursday, December 7th, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Can't make it to the live webinar? Register to receive an on-demand recording after the webinar concludes. Go to robblackshow.com. Looking at my emails, a couple more people signed up for the event. That's nice to see. The event that I'm referring to is the 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness, Thursday, December 7th. 2023, 630 to 730, um, probably 630 to 745. We'll want you to stick around for that. And um, it really shows how integrated retirement is. And readiness is not just I've got 1 million, I've got 2 million, I've got 10 million. It's also understanding your taxes, your tax efficiency, your health and wellness, your investing, your long-term care issues. Um, I have a friend of the family whose mother is in a long-term care facility for cognitive decline, um, Alzheimer's, and it's one hundred and twenty-five, hundred and thirty thousand a year in California. If you want your own room, and it's not glorious, it's not fun, um, and it's kind of weird because her daughter's like, I just hope my mom goes soon because she's not living a good life, quality life. So this is these are things that Chad's going to talk about at the 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness webinar. You can find out more at his website, chadburton.com. That's C-H-A-D-B-U-R-T-O-N.com. Or you can check out mine, Rob at Rob Black, uh, Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Um, Chad, back to the questions and answer period of this. Um, you talked about advice that people are getting as they're approaching retirement. What type of advice are you referring to? Because... Again, I think a lot of people just think of the dollar amount. Well, yeah, and a lot of it is just the evolution of the business because of technology over time, Rob. So, you know, it's the 30th year that I've been in the business. And if you, we think all the way back to when I started in the world of investing, um, just to be able to pick mutual funds, for example, we used to have to wait for a booklet from Morningstar on a quarterly basis to give us updates on holdings and performance and things like that, and, you know, flip through it and, 
start to pick mutual funds from that. Well, now everything's technology-based. It's all based on our fingertips. We can use software to monitor portfolios for changes that are needed for asset allocation or when a portfolio is overweight and large growth and underweight and small cap value. And um, the technology has made it so you, you you don't have to spend as much time on the investment side. So what other services are you going to provide? And it went from just, you know, people paying, let's say 1% or more for a managed account to you better be getting a lot more than that because the investment side is easy. You better be be able to log on somewhere and see long-term cash flow projections. You should be able to log on and say, how much money am I going to have left over when I'm 85? Um, you know, what what does inflation to my expenses look like? What are my required minimum distributions projected to be when I turn 73. Um, and, and then just overall tax planning advice, you know, what, what I do about my charitable contributions, which accounts do I draw from? Should I do any IRA to Roth conversions? You should be getting all of that. And if you're, if you're in a situation where the advice you're getting when you go to ask a question is, Oh yeah, you should roll your 401k to an annuity, or you should buy this life insurance that has cash value. And and then they tell you the story of it goes only, only goes up when the market uh, goes up, it can't go down, you know, those kind of, that's when, you know, you're, you're not getting fiduciary based advice from a certified financial planner practitioner, and you should be getting and demanding all of those different services for that same cost. So, um, it's, I think part of this is when you go to the event, it's, you know, you're supposed to be 10 years or less from retirement, which means you need well over half a million dollars saved up already. Um, and you, are, you know, within 10 years, but also if you're already in retirement and you have all of these questions that aren't being answered, even though you're paying that fee, you should also go just to kind of see what you should be looking at. A little bit intimidating. Um, so <clears throat> should we move on? Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I think that. Cause I, I kind of want to follow up a little bit about annuities. Um, mm-hmm. Have they changed in our 25 years? Oh yeah. I mean, they've, they've changed quite a bit. I mean, first of all, they, they ebb and flow of, of when they can be good. Um, and for a while there were certain types of no load annuities that made sense as bond alternatives because bond interest rate, bond rates were low. I mean, after 2006 and seven, and we went into the credit crisis, interest rates dropped drastically and have been at historical lows for years and then this historical increase in interest rates over the last, really since January of 2022, finally caused this bond market decline of, um, you know, this year's actually ended up positive, but last year was really rough on bonds, down double digits. And so as interest rates were on the decline, there sometimes you could get better results out of no load, certain types of no load annuities for um bond returns, but 98% of annuities are garbage. There's 2% out there that are no load or non-commission based that can work in a, um, uh, you know, when you're in a non-biased advice situation where the problem is Rob is most people selling those products make a five to 7% commission off what they're selling you. So if you put in a hundred grand, they're making, you know, five to $7,000 just by filling out some forms, but not doing your financial plan. And so their advice is biased because they, in order for them to get paid, you have to do something with that insurance type of product. Um, and so the industry has changed a bit because there have been now no load, you know, no commission based products created. Um, 
but we're in a point now where it's, I would much rather do an individual laddered bond portfolio than an annuity right now. Um, so if, because for us, it doesn't matter what the investments are. Our job is to pick the right investments for that fee versus a person that works on commission. They have to get you to roll over your 401k into a certain product to get paid a commission. Right. Mm -hmm. And this has been such an epic, it's such a bad problem because we talked about last segment, people are underprepared for retirement. It's an epidemic right now. The other problem is a lot of people also, they leave a job and they have a couple hundred grand at a 401k. They're 40 years old. They roll it into an annuity. And for the next 25 years, they're going to have, <clears throat> excuse me, fees in that annuity that are typically one and a half to 3% higher than a normal portfolio for yeah. these kind of somewhat fake backup um, guarantees. So, so we got less than a minute. Um, do you want to hit what you're going to be talking about at the event or do you want to start a new topic? Um, no, I think that, you know, what's, what's good. A lot of people say, what, what, kind of things should I prepare before I go to an event like this or come in okay. for a financial planning review or retirement readiness. And it's, it's really about thinking about all of your expenses, not just the ones that keep the lights on yep. and the food on the table. I can tell you a story when we come back as somebody that kind of planned a retirement like that now is now miserable because of inflation. But what oh, yeah. are you going to do to have a happy life? You know, are you going to play golf more? Are you going to play pickleball? What are you, you going to, work out more, travel more. What are the things that you need to do so that you can tie an expense to it? And then what are the things that you're not thinking about like home maintenance and gifts, um, you know, long-term care costs, those types of things. Travel budget seemed to have doubled in the last four years. We'll talk about this and much, much more about retirement. Big event coming up next Thursday, the 7th. Uh, retirement readiness test with CFP Chad Burton. It's 6.30 p.m. It's a webinar. You can do it from your home. Sign up at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. This interview featured on the Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. Planning for retirement can feel overwhelming at times. I'm at the age now where it's overwhelming. Um, somewhere in your 50s, you're going to start thinking about the end. You're going to start getting some gray and hairs. It's going to thin. Your kids are going to get older. You're going to start seeing them go off with their friends more, not need anymore. And you're going to start thinking, okay, I'm going to retire, but it's not that easy. That's where it gets intimidating. Um, investing is probably the easiest component of it. Um, health and wellness. Yeah. Okay. I, I see where you, you know, get a little dodgy on that one and say, I can figure that one out. Taxes, tax efficient planning, trusts, um, it gets complicated fast. And then you start thinking about long-term care. I never thought about long-term care. Guess what I'm thinking about right now? Long-term care. Because I'm seeing my in-laws um, and I'm seeing my friend's uh, parents go through it. And it is, it's expensive. It's stressful. It's not high quality. America doesn't hit number one in long-term care in any way, shape, or form. Big event coming up Thursday. The 7th of December, 6.30 to about 7.30, 7.45-ish. We always run a little long. Bring your questions. You can sign up for the event at chadburton.com. It is a webinar, so you can do it from the comfort of your home. If you sign up, we'll send you the replay. If you don't sign up, we can't get you access to it for a good long while. Um, if at all, you can find out more at chadburton.com. Chad has his own podcast. He, you can find it at New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton at any place that you consume podcasts, as well as he is a financial planner and a director of um, Pacific Northwest and the San Mateo regions uh, of uh, 
California. I'd say Northern California is all included in that. So if you want more information about him, you can find it at chadburton.com. Chad, let's move on. Um, when I was looking at your list of expenses, it was kind of funny because I was checking off things and going new car every five to seven years, probably every 10. Um, so I'm probably down in my last two or three cars in my life. Um, ID theft insurance, that doesn't stress me. You probably are going to correct me on that. Weddings, I'm hoping my kids elope. Um, and I think that generation probably will. Uh, hobbies, I don't have any, which is a problem, but it's also not an expense. Entertainment, I think I can keep under control. And then I get to the weird part. Um, travel budget and um, home maintenance. Those two for me in the last year have shocked me. In the last two years, every vacation has been twice as expensive as I thought. And the home maintenance has been $40,000 on a deck, uh, $20,000 on a patio that was falling apart. Like it's, it's a lot more expensive than I thought. And I'm glad that I'm wealthy, but I'm a little bit stressed um, because when are these expenses stop growing in my life? You following me? Oh yeah. And that's a, that's always a big surprise because, you know, typically in a financial plan, we'll take like 1% of the home value and kind of say, that's going to be the ongoing expense, but it's not an annual every year kind of a deal, right? Because it's, I mean, I've had it happen in my house where I've had a refrigerator, a water heater and a washer all go out within the same month, right? It all comes in threes and it just hits you. Um, and if you can imagine if you retire on just a fixed income budget with social security and a little bit in your 401k, and all of a sudden you got to pull money out of your 401k in a big lump to pay for some major home maintenance or something like that, all of a sudden your taxes go up. All of a sudden your social security goes from not being taxed to taxed. All sorts of things can happen if you don't plan for it the right way. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Travel this last year of travel has the plane ticket costs. You go to places, they used to be cheap. They're no longer cheap. It's it's a big difference. So uh, you really got to have a, a basic idea of lists of expenses on your own. When you when you do a financial plan, the planners can add in things like, okay, what is the typical cost for Medicare uh, Part A, which is free, Medicare Part B you pay for, but the, how much you pay is based on your modified adjusted gross income. Um, and then you typically still need some supplemental insurance that have to project out uh, an average amount on things like co-pays and dental work, the stuff that's still out of pocket, even over and above your health insurance costs. So, you know, it's, it's really important because, you know, I know people, even in my own family that work till they're 70 because they didn't, where they weren't able to save enough. And they, you know, this age 70 income from social security after tax was kind of like replacing the paycheck almost. But this last couple of years of inflation, we're hearing about inflation rates. If you look at it from the point of just food costs yeah. and where inflation went there, it is well above the published rates. Um, so it's it's been really, really difficult, even though Social Security went up by 8% or so. The real rate of inflation over the last couple of years has been much, much higher. Now, we also had, what, two decades of extremely low inflation? And so the opposite, you know, could be true that we're going to face a, a decade of higher inflation as we return to more of the norm. But inflation is real and, and you retire with not enough. Um, it can be pretty painful when you get into your mid 70s and, and 80s if you don't plan the right way. And I used to say you don't want your mid 70s and early 80s to be in a trailer park eating beanie weenies or cat food. Um, it's stressful. And uh, I'm seeing like my mother-in-law. She's been in the hospital three times, uh, two infections, and now a heart issue, maybe a heart pumping issue. And it's all happened in five weeks. So it goes fast. It creeps up on you. Um, 
but I'm being depressing today, aren't I? <laughs> well, you, you got to kind of think about it because you, you, when you, when I think we started this segment, you talked about the, um, you know, getting a little dodgy on the health and fitness thing. I, after doing this, this is my 30th year. I'm telling you the healthcare part, your, your physical well-being and how well you take care of yourself, especially the first 10 years of retirement can get to determine the next 20 years on whether or not you're having fun and enjoying life. Um, you know, just simple things like make sure you lift weights once or twice a week, even if you're an avid runner or something else. So you keep your bone density strong because that's the difference. If you're 67, 70 years old and you fall down, whether or not you're going to break a hip and be out of commission is how you treat your body. Um, it's, it's, you know, just like how much you making sure you don't overspend the first 10 years of retirement, um, is super important for the next 20 years. Same thing with the health. Let's move on to topics. Uh, what sort of sure. things can you find when reviewing a tax return? Because that's probably the first thing that my CFP asks for me. Brad, he works with you at EP Wealth. He goes, upload your tax returns. First thing. That was the first thing he asked for me. Um, yeah. What can you learn? We can build a whole base financial plan simply with a copy of the your statements and a tax return. Um, cause there's a lot of people that t- we, we talked about all this living expenses and everything that you got to kind of think about, right? Your living expenses, gifting, uh, insurance coverage, entertainment, hobbies, new car, every five to seven years, travel budget. And then we can do things like healthcare costs and all those other items. Um, and a lot of people still really don't, we, you know, we talk about those issues, but a lot of people still, well, okay, well, why don't you give me a budget and I'll see if it fits into what I'm doing. It's almost like you have to work backwards cause they don't track their expenses, and so with statements and a tax return, um, we can typically kind of say, okay, here's a safe level of spending. Does your budget work within that? So it's a little back and forth. But some of the things they look at on a tax return, especially this time of year, which is November and December, our team's busiest time of year because of tax projections and um, Roth conversions and things like that. And so one of the big ones lately, Rob, is gifting, right? A lot, a lot of people that can afford to retire in the Bay Area are pretty charitable. Um, so they give to charities every single year. And once you turn 70 and a half, it's, it's for most, the best way to gift is directly out of your IRA to your favorite nonprofits. So you can give up to a hundred grand a year from your IRA to your favorite nonprofits without paying taxes on the money inside the IRA that you give away directly. Um, that's huge because what I'm seeing is most people that are retired, they're no longer itemizing their deductions because of the, the state income tax limitation, that SALT limitation. So a lot of people are giving money to charity, you know, five, 10 grand a year, and they think it's a tax deduction. It's no longer a tax deduction because they're not giving enough to go from a standard deduction that everybody gets. You know, it's almost $30,000 as a married couple filing jointly that, that you get as a standard deduction. So when you itemize your deductions, your home mortgage, 10,000 of property taxes and income tax, plus your charitable gifting and medical expenses has to exceed that for you to actually be getting a deduction. So if people are charitably inclined and they're giving a lot of money away, but they're not getting a deduction for it, either we switch it at 70 and a half to giving that from the IRA. Um, we give appreciated stock that they have too much of, or even better, we say, oh, you're gifting 10 grand a year, but you're not getting a deduction for it. Why don't we open a donor advised fund, take, um, you know, 10 years worth of that or a hundred thousand of appreciated Apple stock that you'd get killed on if you paid taxes, gift it into the donor advised fund, get a hundred thousand dollar tax deduction, um, on the return. 
Um, and then, and there's limits to AGI and things like that, Rob, but at a basic level, it's a, it's a large deduction that you finally get to use. And once it's in the donor advised fund, you can reallocate and gift out as slow as you want to, or as quick as you want to. And so all of a sudden we turn into a, a situation like that at, at certain rates could save, you know, twenty thirty thousand $30,000 of income taxes. Um, and then Another one that we found uh, yesterday going through a client's tax return is that um, they built a home in 2021 and had a large uh, energy tax credit, but then they retired. So their taxable income looks low on paper because they've been living off cash and dividends and interest. And they were paying literally federal taxes of zero. So they weren't using up this credit. So we did, we're doing $120,000 IRA to Roth conversion. So we're moving $120,000 from an IRA to a Roth. And they're only going to pay less than uh, $11,000 in federal taxes to do that because of this energy tax credit that they would have lost if we didn't look at the return. Um, and then just, you know, where are we in the tax bracket? Can we sell more stock at a 0% capital gain? Can we uh, take some money from an IRA to a Roth and pay, you know, 12% or less, which is much less than you're going to get um, when you turn 73 and you have to start taking money out of your IRAs. That's when people's tax bracket usually goes way up. Sounds good. That CFP Chad Burton, he will be doing an event Thursday, December 7th. It is a webinar. It is the final event of the year. We have hammered out two in-person events for next year. Never know when it's going to be the last one, but this is the first webinar that he and I have done in a long time. Thursday, December 7th, 630 to about 745, tax-efficient distribution, things that we've talked about today, the seven steps for retirement readiness, taxes, health and wellness, investing long-term care, managing your savings, higher interest rate environments, lower interest rate environments. You can sign up for the event at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. It's a big event coming up in six day, uh, Thursday, Thursday, December 7th, um, right around the corner. You can sign up for seven tests of retirement readiness. Good event. It's a fast event. It's a webinar. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. Sign up at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. Let's talk IRA, IRA, uh, required minimum distribution. How does it work? And I think there's some new rules around it, right? Yeah, Rob, it's changed. The required minimum distributions have changed quite a bit over the last couple of years. Um, Just during the... Uh, you know, the stimulation acts that were passed during COVID, like the Secure 2.0, mm-hmm. um, it, the required minimum distribution age went from 70 and a half to 72 and then 73. And then if you're going to eventually over 2035, it's going to go to 75. So for you and I, for example, we have to think about IRAs and 401ks that started at age 75, we'll have to start pulling money out, even if we don't want to. For most other people, it's age 73. And so the the way it works, let's say you're turning 73 in 2024, right? Mm -hmm. What you do is you get the value of all your IRA accounts on December 31st, 2023. And then if you're 73 years old, you look at the IRS table, which is the the divisor is 26.5. So you take your December 31st, 2023 value divided by 26.5. And that's how much money you have to take out of your IRAs. Um, and the crazy thing is you have 10 different IRAs. You could just withdraw out of one to satisfy that distribution. 
Um, if you, if you have a IRA and a 401k, you have to take it out of each of those accounts. Um, so that's one of the reasons why consolidating from 401ks and IRAs makes so much sense when you retire is just that simplification. But if you can think about it, let's say you have a million dollars at age 73 in your IRA, you are going to have to pull out $26,500 and that's going to be 100% ordinary income. And so that can, if if you have a, a non-retirement account where you own stocks or mutual funds and ETFs that can, and you've been selling stuff there, that can push your capital gains taxes on those assets up. It can increase the tax on your social security. You can go from zero to 50 to 85% of your social security being taxable. And in some cases, if you are a higher income earner, like, uh, you know, married family jointly over 190,000 of income that can increase your Medicare part B premiums and, and do all sorts of things. So the idea here is that from the date of retirement, especially through the data when you have to start pulling money out of your IRAs and 401ks and 403bs, which is 73, you fight that ticking tax time bomb. That's a term that Ed Slot came up with, a CPA that really focuses on the IRA world. And um, by from the date of retirement through that age, you look at your tax bracket towards the end of each year, like right now, this is kind of the deadline. November is a great time to do it. Um, and then get it done by the first week of December, because you look at your tax bracket and say, oh, I'm, I'm consistently in the 12% bracket or consistently in the 22% bracket. How much more income can I take to not go over into the next bracket? And if I need the money to spend, take it out, spend it. If, if you don't need it for several years, then you move that chunk, that small amount from an IRA to a Roth, pay the taxes now at the rate you know, the lower rate versus when you're 73, when your interest year to tax rates go up. And then it sits in an account that in a Roth IRA, it grows tax-free forever and does not have any required minimum distributions. So, um, and then it allows you later in life, once you start taking money out of your IRAs and you have to do it, um, you know how we were talking about the home maintenance and those issues that occur, yeah. Rob? So, a lot of times when you have a large expense, like I have to put a new roof on the house, I have to, you know, buy a bunch of appliances or whatever. If you have to pull that money out of your IRA to do that, then you're going to own a te- big tax bill. But if you have a Roth that you've had for 10 plus years um, and you have an emergency event, you can take the money out of the Roth tax-free and not mess up your social security tax, your your Medicare premiums and all sorts of other things that can happen. So it's a, a really good idea to have that tax diversification. That's good to know. Um, do a lot of Californians have more stock rich, um, private equity, private investment and not necessarily 401k or because that, that feels like me. I, I'm not that stressed about RMD because I don't have a 401k that's my stocks are worth a lot more. My individual stocks worth a lot more than my 401k is what I'm trying to get at. That's a really good point because in the Bay Area, a lot of times, yeah, you see uh, concentrated stock risk because I've only worked for three or four different tech companies during my career. So I've got a ton of Cisco and Microsoft and Apple. Um, and so you do have to weigh that that required minimum distribution, taking tax time bomb. You know, that's one thing. But the bigger risk going into retirement with highly concentrated stocks is yep. is a, a much more important issue. That's when you get to the point of you don't let the tax it situation control your decisions. You make you, you want to make sure that you're looking at the overall risk to your portfolio. 
and modeling a situation where if one of those goes way down or consistently out, I mean, look, look at Cisco has been a consistent underperformer, right? Like if people would have just sold um, and paid taxes. You know what's uh, interesting about it, that? Have you looked at Cisco? One. Yeah, it's finally had a really good year, but yeah, I mean, on a it's, ten-year it's basis, it's great. It, on a ten-year basis, it's been great, but on a one-year basis, it's really inconsistent. I think uh, is that your point, maybe? Yeah, and so it, coming up with a strategy to to slowly reduce that risk, and even if it's with a situation of like um, trimming a little bit each year or selling covered calls on those positions, um, which is a good way to slowly reduce the position. Um, you know, it, it's really important to do that. Um, so the, if we look at a, a five-year period, um, you know, the S&P 500 is up 80%. Cisco is up 17.6%. So the last five years has been real rough to just own a ton of Cisco. Now, it's not that bad if we look at a 10-year period. It's kind of in line with the S&P 500. Yeah. But a company begins to either, you know, let's say they get, they, they kind of got too large. They purchased too much stuff. They got too big. Um, they missed the zoom thing. Right. Um, and so you don't, and then there's Enron and WorldCom situations that you sure. have to avoid. So you have to whittle down those positions. He's the best. You can find CFP Chad Burton at his website, chadburton.com. It's chadburton.com. If you need a CFP, I've never run across a smarter, more integrated one, uh, big event coming up December 7th, 630 to about 730, Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness. It's tax-efficient distribution strategies, taxes, health and wellness. If you're 50, 55, 60, got a couple million dollars, half a million dollars heading towards retirement, this event is for you. Sign up at chadburton.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, December 7th for a live webinar you can watch from home. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to better gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The Seven Steps for Retirement Readiness webinar, Thursday, December 7th, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Can't make it to the live webinar? Register to receive an on-demand recording after the webinar concludes. Go to robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.